What it do, baby? It's your boy, Mason Woodall, couch surfing. I'm back on that bull. It's been a long month and a half. Y'all haven't heard from me in a while. Uh, I can't say I've been busy or on a break. Uh, disappointingly, it's just been a month and a half of distractions, I think. I went to the beach, then I went to Cali. Shout out Sweezy family for uh, letting me stay at their house for a week. Uh, Sweezy cooked breakfast for me every morning. Uh, somewhere in there, there was always scrambled eggs. And they were good. But when I came back home, uh, you see, my body is on a strict diet. It's been on a strict diet all its life. Chicken fingers, uh, McDoubles, pizza, tacos. It's those four things that I'm like, I, I, I throw in rotation uh, since I've been born. So when you throw in scrambled eggs every day for a week in that rotation, your body goes into shock. Uh, it doesn't understand what's going on. And so when I came back from Cali, it was, uh, how delicately can I put this? It was World War Brown for a couple days. And my stomach, it, it felt like, uh, it felt like grenades were just going off in it every hour. But let's not get grossed out, people. It's it's normal. Everybody goes through that. Uh, at some point in your life, you're gonna have to pop open a Pepto Bismol and just down that sucker. It's it's okay. It's not. It's human nature. But on to more news. Uh, during this month and a half little break of mine, I uh, I was getting in my head for a little bit, and I was getting questionable about what to do in my podcast. Because it's like two of them I did solo and the other two I had guests on it. And the ones with guests on it, it's more fun, it's more lively. Um, by myself, it's fun too, but it's it's tougher because you're by yourself and you're just, you're just talking. And usually when I'm by myself, I'm just blasting off on myself. Or even the last podcast I did, I was blasting my mom off. And it's just... It's unhealthy. It, it, for some reason, that's my natural reaction, just to, to character assassinate myself. And when really what I want this to be, I want this to be something more than just uh, me talking about me, you know? And so if I have people on here, we can make it more fun or informal or helpful. Uh, but if you haven't noticed... This time, nobody's talking but me, which means I'm by myself, which means uh, the only natural thing I can think of to do is to give y'all I I don't want to say a story. I want to give y'all a, a life lesson, a something you can hear and take and, and learn from. So... I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to jump right into it. Shout out Austin Morton for 
surviving the wreck of a lifetime, um, he took a tough hit. And uh, how he just walked away from it, it, it still uh, mind bottles me to this day. So how the story goes is me and him used to work at and Dan window washing, gutter cleaning. And Dan used to have a van. We don't have a van anymore, though. Because on this certain day, we got involved in a in a car wreck. And Dan is still dealing with the repercussions of this day that happened two years ago. I'll take partial blame for it. Uh, the ticket gave me full blame, but... I'm going to take partial blame. The cops gave me the whole ticket. Anyways, me and Morton are driving down 459. And we're, we are about to pass Grant's Mill. And we're just driving. Now, he's the one in the driver's seat. Remember that. I'm in the passenger seat. We're just driving. We hear a loud bang on the road. I turn around. I think two of our ladders fell off the van and they're just sitting in the middle of the interstate. And I immediately was like losing my mind, heart dropped. I tell Morton to pull it over. Now me and Morton, we're having two different reactions. I'm scared, but I'm also pissed. Because I'm thinking, great. A car is going to hit a ladder, flip, uh, more cars get hit, 20 car pile up, 10 dead at least, uh, life in prison, over a bad strap. So I'm freaking out, and my mindset is, avoid all that at any cost, do whatever is necessary to get the ladders off the road before there's any wrecks. Morton's reaction was a little different, he was a little more composed And he was collected, which was good because he was in the driver's seat. We needed somebody like that in the driver's seat. He's trying to figure out what's the best uh, play to run to get these ladders off the road. I'm, I'm like, I'm just guns blazing, like, reverse it, reverse it down the road. He's like, man, I don't think we can do that. That might be illegal. Sure enough, it was. I didn't know. I honestly didn't probably didn't care if, even if I knew. And so, the guy that's going just ballistic, trying to figure everything out, he he tries to take control of the situation, aka myself. And so, why Morton, who should be in the driver's seat since he's more responsible and collected, but we're not, nothing's happening. We're trying to figure it out. I'm I'm in that wing it mode. I'm ready to just to just attack it. However. So I keep telling him, like, man, you better effing reverse it down the interstate. And he's like, man, I just don't think that's a good idea. And I'm pissed, and I'm raising my voice at him, and I shouldn't be, but I'm like, my mind has took over. And so all morals and manners have went out the window. And so I'm like, well, get the F out of the driver's seat. He gets out, and, and now we got a crazy man driving. I reverse it down the interstate on the side. And the way the ladders were sitting on the road, 
they were perfectly vertical with the fast lane. And so I think the way they were laying it was like an optical illusion to drivers because they would literally drive up on it. And I guess they didn't know what it was until they got closer and they realized it's like a, a 20 foot ladder. And so there's no cars breaking. They're like, they're swerving around it. And like a whole minute has passed and there's like no, there's, there's no cars breaking. It's just, it looks so chaotic out there. We're about 50 yards away from the uh, ladders after I've reversed it down the interstate. And we're sitting on the side of the road. And I'm contemplating. I'm like, how am I going to get these ladders? Because there's just so many cars just swerving everywhere. If I get out, I'm going to get nailed and I'm dead. And these ladders are not worth it. And so while I'm sitting there trying to figure something out, I see a truck swerve left right towards us and I'm watching it in the mirror now remember I'm in the driver's seat now Morton's in the passenger seat the way the passenger seat is set up whoever's riding passenger that day the the seats usually reclined back and whoever's in that seat's probably taking a nap going job to job just resting so the driver's seat's upright and normal passenger seat's more reclined back none of our seat belts are on I see the truck coming through the rearview mirror and there was time there was enough time to react and to make cautionary moves and I immediately just froze up I couldn't get anything out I look at Morton cuz I'm I'm trying to like I'm I'm like wanting to tell him like incoming red alert we're about to die but I couldn't get it out his eyes said what's wrong because he could see fear in my face. His eyes are saying, what's wrong? And all I could say was, oh no! And I turned back around and I braced myself. I, I arched my back up. I kind of get it off the seat because I don't even know what I'm thinking. I don't know how to get ready to, to take a truck up the booty. And so I'm like, I don't I don't know how you get ready for that. And so I just arch my back up and I, I get ready for the hit. Morton is reclined back, like using his arms as like a headrest. Like he he looks like he's sitting on a lazy boy, has no idea what's coming. And uh and I wanted to tell him so bad. So the truck hits. I close my eyes and get ready for it. The truck hits. After he hits us which was one of the hardest hits I, I know I will ever feel in my life. He shoots us down the interstate. And I promise you, I, I feel like that van was parked. I promise you, it felt like that truck hit us from Grant's Mill to Liberty Park. And right after he hit us, I opened my eyes because I want to check on Morton. I opened my eyes and I looked to my right. And the seat's empty. And uh, I... I'm about 95% sure I saw feet uh, flying backwards. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just staring at the seat. Morton's nowhere in sight. And I'm thinking, he probably flew to the back of the van because his seat's reclined back. He probably just literally, like, went flying backwards. And I'm scared to look because there's blowers and hoses and and like tools back there 
and I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking uh, he's he's impaled by ten screwdrivers, or uh, he snapped his neck on a blower. I'm thinking I'm basically thinking he's dead. He's got to be dead. Uh, the guy in the truck, he he went sixty into us and just hit a a, a heavy fat van. He's dead. He's got to be dead. I've only been in the driver's seat for probably one minute, and now I got two dead bodies on my conscience, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about just getting out of the van and jumping in front of a car at this point. I was like, I might as well should go to. I don't even deserve to live anymore. I turn around to check on Morton. He's at the very back of the van, which it was about an eight or nine foot long van, which is it's now six feet long because the truck smashed it in. He's at the back, just laying on top of everything, just lifeless. I'm just, yep, I knew it. He's dead. But then he moves and he says, oh, what happened? How did I end up back here? And I said, man, truck hit us and I don't know, man, you, you, you went flying. And I don't, I, I wish I could have seen what happened. I just saw his feet. I wish I could have seen him take the hits he, he took there's no telling he probably like hit the ceiling hit the floor rolled hit the back door there ain't no telling what happened and so I can't find my wallet I know cops are coming I can't find my wallet anymore my wallet's missing no telling where it's at um, I did find my phone and I found a, a box of cigarettes and a lighter and I said thank god the cigarettes made it we get out, we walk back to the truck, check on the other driver. He's good. He's just got like a gash on his nose, but he's good. And so now I'm I'm pulling out five cigarettes, lighting them all, and I'm smoking them like uh, I'm a Vietnam vet that just had a, a PTSD episode, and I'm just shaking. Cops show up. They pin it on me, spillage on the road. Because I was in the driver's seat. They also said it's illegal to reverse down the interstate, which I did. Andy, my boss, comes. Good Christian guy. He's pissed. Just a terrible day. And the lesson is this. If a ladder falls off the road, don't reverse down the interstate. That's all I can tell you. That's all you can learn. Because if a ladder fell onto the interstate again tomorrow... I still don't have any idea what would be the right solution. My next solution would be just to leave it. Because uh, if a ladder fell off the interstate again, I, I promise you I would I would have a traumatizing moment and think about that day and just tell whoever's driving, keep going. You better keep going. But that's probably the wrong thing to do too. So I don't know what's the right thing to do. I can just tell you what I did was wrong and that kind of we'll just do like a operations of eliminations type deal till we figure figure out the uh the best solution for my workers out there if a ladder ever falls off onto the road and that's about it for me um i guess i'm gonna call it right here uh good night and remember i'm very open to anybody that wants to get on here and just shoot the bull you know, talk shop.
So if you're interested, hit me up. Or if you got any questions you want me to answer, I can answer questions. There ain't no doubt in my mind I can. But please, hit me up. Give me something to talk about. Like Any, any help is good help. So if you want to help, hit me up. Good night. Peace out.